Hey, it's Chris B. And this is My Favorite Person 2.0, the podcast that introduces you to everybody, everybody outgrowing and thriving, you know, doing what they need to do. I'm here with Bonnie. I'm doing um, what we're doing, a crossover episode. Say hi, Bonnie. And I'm going to correct her. It's Bonnie the Latina. Bonnie, Bonnie Latina. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Already starting. She woke up and chose violence. I didn't even ask for that. I didn't ask for that. She never do me like that. You know? Okay. But make sure you uh, follow us on Instagram. Mine is at my favorite person 2.0. Bonnie, what's yours? At Bonnie the Latina. Yeah. But actually, um, I would really like for you guys to follow me for Bay Chingona, which is why I'm here. We're going to cross-promote our brands um i'm a firm believer in my favorite person 2.0 and its mission and i'm so happy that chris sees my mission um to also inspire and uplift women who are in the entrepreneur space in the creative space or any space really just trying to better themselves okay okay so what are we talking about today what are we doing because i feel like we just decided to like hop on and record because okay y'all okay let me just be honest (laughs) we tried to come up with like I feel like a, a question or a structure, but I feel like we get on here and we just have really good conversations. So we are just like not trying to be an overly planner, but have a good combo. Also, too, I feel like it. Have you guys ever had a moment where you're having a conversation with somebody and then you're like, wow, I really wish someone was hearing us talk right now because this is hitting all the points. And I know so many women can relate to this exact scenario. And then right you break here. out the mic and then you go dead. Yeah. <laughs> So what have you been up to? What's been going on? Man, 2021, really, I I can't complain because I feel like I'm in this very transitional blessed phase of my life, but... I, I, I do want to complain. Can okay. I just say yeah, that? No, like, no. I do want to complain because... You have the floor. Yeah. So I feel that oftentimes, and I know I'm right on this, we, <laughs> we start to end the year. This year, I actually didn't see a lot of posts of, oh my God, this year I'm so grateful for X, Y, and Z. I saw no. a few. You but didn't I see any of the memes with the girl with the bag on her hip? Yeah, no, no, no. Walking up the steps. Her trip to Cabo, and which, by the way, sideline, a lot of my friends did go to Cabo. I'm jealous. Oh. Um, but but I didn't see that, right? Usually you see that. You see mm-hmm. that at the end of the year, everybody wraps up their year and shares their best memories and puts their best foot forward um, because we all like to get praise. And yeah. praise is, right? Nothing wrong with that. But I feel like the, at the end of 2020, I was in a space where I was leaving 2020 behind. Granted, 2020 was a year Oh my God, that changed everybody's life. I mean, it changed my life for sure. Yeah. Um, and I was ready to turn the page. But as we have gotten into 2021, <laughs> I realize now that 2020 was just saying to be continued uh, at the end of the credits. <laughs> 2020 said, girl, 2020 is the character that you thought died. Yes. And then came back to life and you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, It. I just, I didn't really feel the same I guess whatever feeling you feel of New Year's that you feel like something new was happening because if nothing has changed. Yeah. Like we're still trying to figure things out. Like people are still trying to figure things out. Yeah. We're literally still dealing with the same stuff. It's frustrating. I think also that what comes with that frustration is oftentimes, especially in the US, yeah. especially in a city like LA, we find our purpose in what we do. Ooh. Right? Yeah. So when you find your purpose in what you do and you're not doing that thing, and for me for a long time, it was like the makeup industry and, you know, TV and film and yeah. and, and red carpet and 
granted, we're in January. We, you and I would be like working our asses off. Yeah. Um, being in different situations where you feel like, okay, quote unquote, I made it. But when you're not doing that and you're not quote unquote living your purpose, and I say that because that's not my purpose, mm-hmm. um, then you start to question everything else that is happening to you. And I know for me in 2020, and I spoke about this in the last podcast we had, um, it was it was an aha moment to realize that I wanted to really start creating again and storytelling, which is what I initially came into the industry in as. Mm-hmm. However, I feel that because I'm so used to autopilot as a makeup artist, Ooh, you didn't have to attack me like that, autopilot. Because it's true. Yeah, I feel that I'm still, honestly, maybe it's part of grieving. Maybe I'm going through a grief process with who I used to be, and I'm now trying to find who she is now. Well, you realize, you know, like earlier today I told you, like, I went to the park I've just said, you know, instead of me being in the house and reading a book, I said that I'm going to go out and read a book. And being in a space like that, you don't really have the room to be in your own head. So your anxiety isn't really that high. You're actually very calm and you start to take in the scenario that, you know, everything around you. And then you realize, wow, why does everything feel so odd to me? It's because I am actually in the moment. I'm not on autopilot. And it makes me feel, it makes you feel odd. It makes you feel uncomfortable. It makes you feel like you don't really, I don't know. It just, it's, it's happily unsettling. Yeah. It's like a, it's like what do they call it? It's like a sweet and sour moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. That's per yeah, sweet and sour for sweet sure. Sweet and sour. Because yeah, that's kind of in the space that I've been in, honestly. Just trying to relaunch and I relaunched it. I should stop saying trying. I'm yeah. doing it. I relaunched Bay Chingona. I'm really excited for what is gonna happen with our podcast, mm-hmm. both our podcasts the rest of the year. I am happy to finally tap into something that really feels like home. Yeah. But as I'm doing it again, I'm like, whoa, uh, are you le-? And I'm not leaving makeup f- mm-hmm. like full time. I'm not saying that I'm not going to do makeup anymore. I still do that. You know, I still do that when opportunities come my way. And I love doing uh, it when on my own terms. Yeah. I think what I'm trying to say is why do we always have to find that we, o- we are only allowed to do one thing? We do that to ourselves. That that goes back. Perfect example. We want to create a certain type of platform. And you know what we were talking about as far as just having an open space for everybody to come. Mm-hmm. And we are asking for something that nobody really needs to give us. Mm-hmm. We just have to set the tone for it. Yeah. But it makes you feel, um, you know, when you finally start driving your own boat, you start driving your own ship and you don't have that you know, tap on your shoulder to let you know that you're doing something well, yeah. but trusting yourself yeah. that it works. Ooh, that's the hard part. I think trusting that it works um, because there's so much we compare. There's so much comparison going on. And we, I know that I'm constantly <laughs> trying not to look on social media yeah. and compare myself, but just without thinking I'm doing it, you know? And before I know it, before I notice, I've talked myself out of, 
something that I wanted to do. But you know what I think it is too? I think it's our struggle of being much more aware now. Mm. I think now that we've kind of, because I don't know about you, but I think you are also kind of out of the matrix of what it is to be in social media. Yeah. And now it's like, you got to participate it because I have to participate in it because this is a part of the ecosystem of this, this, and this. But you really kind of don't want to be a part of the hype. Yeah. You want to establish like a dope life standing business. And it's like the tug of like, well, if I do create a business, if I do do something, how is it going to survive without social media or how do, what's my balance with this necessary evil? Like trying to find balance. mm -hmm. That's it. Trying to find balance. Trying. I want to, what I put out online on this podcast, what I put out on my social media feed, I want that to be in real life. Mm-hmm. IRL. Mm-hmm. I need that to happen in real life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sell a facade, even though I will say, I think that's what why we're all struggling is because we are buying into the facade that everything is perfect Mm -hmm. like for example one of the brands that i absolutely love and adore um and have been following for a long time is uh create and cultivate i used to work for a brand the um more latina version of it Mm -hmm. it used to be called worthy women and i used to be oh my gosh i believed in our mission so much so that i one day saw myself um, creating a similar brand, like a sister brand to it, um, which now I guess would be Beijing one up, but Worthy Women died out because it just died out. Something happened, personal happened within the brand and Create and Cultivate was coming up at the same time. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Create and Cultivate right now, I don't have my phone with me, but if, if I could see, they're following and branding and the support that they get from women all over the world has grown exponentially. Like it is massive. Well, yeah, because those people have they need a place to go. Yeah, and, and create and cultivate created a house for them. Yeah, and cultivated it. Yeah, and cultivated <laughs> it. They said, "Oh, yeah, the girls are closing. Yeah. Okay, well, come on over." Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, there goes to show. Um, believing in your brand and actually being committed to it and consistent with it is and really what's going to set you apart for you to then be able to create a team that mm-hmm. will help you when you're not able to tap in that day. You know what I mean? And then, we were, okay, what we were talking about support mm-hmm. and like the need of now wanting to create a team for yourself mm-hmm. and knowing that that team may not come from the closest people in your life. Oh. Like knowing that like in the process of you creating this team, you really have to be in the process of doing to meet the other people that can align with you. Mm-hmm. And those people come out of nowhere. Yeah. I met you doing hair yeah. and makeup. <laughs> okay. We are now doing a podcast. Yeah. Like how did that happen? Like, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's beautiful. I think I I really do believe with all of my heart that, and I'm a strong believer in God, right? But I think God will align you with the people that he wants you to be around so that you're able to fully and uh, be capable of fulfilling that mission, whatever yeah. it is. You know what I mean? I, I know that I may not be where I see other brands 
um, yet. I'm barely yeah. at the beginning, but I, I think where I need to be is enjoying this moment yeah. because one day I am going to be there. One day you're going to be there. Yeah. And when we look back and laugh at the way that we used to record, <laughs> at how we used to freak out about bringing people on, yeah, I think we're going to have a chuckle and it's going to be, it feels so good to know that like we did that, Craig. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think too, I think our, our core of what our, our podcasts about our brands are about that like will attract the people that are supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. That we really don't have to worry about everybody else. Yeah. Because the people who are supposed to be in the room will naturally gravitate because their interests are the same. Yeah. I don't have to work for the masses. Yeah. Like I just I just don't have I honestly don't want to. Yeah, you want honestly you want your audience that follows you and believes in your in your brand and mm-hmm. your story. You want them to be to aspire to similar things like your brand. Yeah. Otherwise, why are they there? You know what I mean? What is it like to build a brand not using social media? Oof, I don't know. Like, how do you build a brand now? Or, like, how do you find your balance with that? Because it's like, I'm taking a moment. I'm taking a month off. I need it. You know, it's just, it needs to happen. I need to collect myself. And it's not to say that I'll never use it again. But it's, what is it like to do that? What is it like to be, okay. I guess you can't do this because it's like, how do you build a brand without COVID? And it's like, it's a panoramic girl. Like I need to be online. Yeah. Like I need to be on my live right now. This yeah. is what's bringing in my money. I don't know. That wasn't a question. Social media. Okay. I guess at the end, what we're trying to say uh, on topic, social media is one of those things that's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Blessing because it exposes you to so many people that otherwise would not be able to find us. Yeah. That's just the truth, right? Yeah. But the curse comes with the way that it affects our mental health. The curse comes with the way that, again, like I said earlier, the comparison, the constant comparison that causes mm-hmm. depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we just... Uh, Try to use it. I have a friend, for example, who says that when she posts and she drives actually a social media marketing company, she helps women like you and I build yeah. their brands up and make six to seven and see, figures. see, that's what I'm talking about. Here I am, Mary Little Lamb over here trying to make Instagram posts, and it's a whole machine yes. by this Instagram page. I yes. can't even win. Exactly. Oh. So my friend, she's like, when I post something for my brand personally, yeah. I just get on, post it, get out. I don't wait for the likes. I don't wait for the replies. I know that eventually I'll log back in and I'll reply. But yeah. I don't sit there and obsess over every like, over every share. Yeah, I'm, over... Pa- yeah, I'm past that. Yeah. yeah. It's that's a that's a that's a time warp you're putting yourself in. Mm-hmm. You're just you're poking yourself. Mm-hmm. It's the poke. It's yeah. you know what I'm saying? You're just sitting in the bathroom poking yourself yeah. by looking at shit like that. You're just you are because I was it, you know, you're just looking it's like who else liked? Who else did it? Who else did it? And it's like, get off. Log off. Yeah. It's time to go home. Yeah. It, it's time. I think, um, yeah. And I think, okay, moving forward from like, I guess that's a, you asked, the question started with you asking me how's 2021. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Other than, other, other than all the other stuff that we just, <laughs> how was your 2021? Yeah. Besides that, I do feel that I am like figuring out as a mom. Like, yo, what? Okay. That's one thing that you, cause okay. I made a comment of saying like our households are completely different. Oh yes. 
what is it like for you to be a mom right now during COVID with all this stuff going on? How does that how does how does that happen? Okay, so twenty twenty back to twenty twenty. Oh dear God, it's like the it's like the virus that just doesn't go away. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw it out. But I've been working since the age of fourteen. Yeah. I've been nonstop, literally. Like when I had Jazzy at thirteen, I went to and if you're familiar with LA, I went to downtown on the Santiali. Mm-hmm. I went to the jewelry store and I told the lady that I was an immigrant, which was a lie. I was born here. <laughs> um, and that I didn't speak English and that I needed the job. Oh my okay? god. All while I'm ho- in Hollywood High School. Like I'm 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 in high school yeah. and I'm oh no, yeah, 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 it was. I had just started at Hollywood High. And I bring that up because I, I just want to paint the picture that I've been working since I was 14. I'm yeah. 31 now, so I've been working for 17 years? No, 16 years? My, I'm horrible at math. Whatever. What mean? <laughs> and and in all that time, yeah. yes, I've been a mom. Yes, I've gone to school. I've been a student. I've been a mom. But I've also never stopped working. Ever. Yeah. So I think for me, when 2020 hit, I remember March, mid-March, I was like, yo, why are the kids home? Mm. I have to make lunch? Mm-hmm. Like, what? I'm so used to just <laughs> making dinner. Like, why am I making lunch right now? A whole production all A day. A whole production. And I wasn't the best cook either. I think I'm, like, much better now. But in the beginning, they like, made you put the practice ago, in. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I don't know what I'm cooking. I don't know how to entertain them. We couldn't really go out, so we would hike. We would hike. I remember that here and there. I would take him on hikes. And and I remember just thinking, like, when is this going to be over? Like, they need to go back to school. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I quickly realized that, although to me the grass is not greener, because if you are alone, like, I have to sound like a cat lady or something. No shade. No shade to the cats. I'm, you know, no shade. But... It I I noticed your house was just moving. It was it was moving. Like when I would come over here and my on the flip side, it's like I have to entertain myself. Um, she has the best face ever. I don't know why she's talking it down right now. I'm not talking. I'm not talking it down. But it's like the energy that you have. It's like you, if you are living alone right now, you've got to cultivate some energy for you not to get caught up in just being in your space. Yeah. Because yeah. you get caught up in just everything that's happening is in this space but i gotta get out i have to interact you have no choice but to interact but to interact you with, have no keep it moving with a 17 going to be 18 year old and my baby who's 10 and thank god like let me not take all the credit but like thank god i have um zeus uh his dad helps me out. mr so, zeus, mr. zeus the charismatic zeus so much with zeus um so i've been blessed with that but you know, it's still like managing two homes, managing being a mom, managing starting your own brand, and yeah. you know, man- time management. Oh yeah. dear God, that has been the hardest. I think. How do you not bounce between like? How do you not like ping pong? Like I ping pong a lot. Like yeah. I'll start with a setup of like what I need for my business. Da, 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 da. Next thing you know, my ping pong has turned into a bowling ball and I'm rolling Ooh. down whatever pathway of rabbit hole of everything to do with this. And then I'm bouncing around. It's like, how do you not ping pong? I ping pong. Yeah. Story. 
I I do pinpoint. Yeah. I do. And I think I think what has helped with that is having sympathy for myself. Ooh. It's just okay. talking to myself. She and, came to preach. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's having that moment with myself while I'm in the shower or getting ready or you know, it's just something that I'm doing for myself where I'm telling myself, you're doing okay. This mm, is okay. Self-soothing. Like, you know, you're not, you're, no one is perfect, mm-hmm. you know? Because uh, I'm, co- to be honest with you, and I told this to my friend Shari the other day, I'm constantly feeling like as a mother, I've never, I've never been a full-time mom. Yeah. So as a mother, this is new to me to be home with them, homeschooling with them 24-7, I feel like a lot of times I'm failing. Oh, you know, you can't think like that. You can't think like that. No, you got a whole, you're running a whole ship here. Yes. You're and running. I know, and I, because yeah. I know I'm not failing. But in yeah. the moment that oh, you're yeah. in it, you feel like you are. Yeah. But you know you're not. But the feeling yeah. is there. You know, and I know a lot of moms who have, and that's why I well, give the it mom. up to the mom who's at home with her kids 24-7 Pre-pandemic, after pandemic, yeah. woman, I give it up to you. I honor you. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. I I don't take it for granted. I don't. I read. I've read the rooms that I've been in and completely understand that it is an entirely different way of running your life mm-hmm. when you are. This alone, building whatever the ship that we're creating with social media and our business and things like that is a lot. It's heavy. It's a heavy burden that we carry on our own and we want to. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, taking care of your family and friends and husband, and, you know, it just. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Because <laughs> I'm over here with my dog, Johnny Cash, man. She has a fast life, you guys. And her dog. <laughs> and I'm jealous. No. <laughs> No, we're out here, you know, moving around, moving, moving. But yeah, what else? What else is happening? I, I mean, know. other than the fact that like we're kind of like going, we're living, we are living through history, and yeah. it's draining. It is. It's just, I, I mean, we don't have to go too deep into it, but I cannot believe how much we're living through history. Oof. In the in in just the yeah. capital got stormed. Yeah. And now we're about to have the inauguration for Joe Biden. And, and the girls are mad. And I definitely have seen people preparing us saying, like, you need to have a safety plan um, and all that. And I honestly, I don't understand that. And you know why? Why? Okay. Because I felt the same way. So just seeing everything that's happening in D.C., and this is not to say that I'm not reading the room, but California is such a bubble. Mm-hmm. We are living in a bubble. As a black person, a Latina person, you know, we are living in a bubble. A lot of stuff that happens in, like, North Carolina, in the backwoods of nowhere, is not happening here. Yeah. And so I I get it. But the way that other people speak about it, it was hard for me to connect to. And then I realized, oh, this is a completely different dynamic. You over here... La La Land, where all the things that people deal with are not as direct. It's passive aggressive. It's not in your face. Like we don't have people riding around with rifles and stuff because it's not an open carry state. Like that type of heat. I don't. I don't know how to live in a space where you know it's like that heavy. 
Like, being in L.A. is just, you know, what's up. It's true. You're right. Actually, living in L.A. all my life, um, and you shared the same sentiment with me, I do feel that we're in a bubble, and a lot of times we don't realize the racial tension that is out of L.A. And it's still here. Like, don't get me wrong. Oh, Oh, my God. I know we may sound crazy to some people, but no, we get it. We get it. (laughs) Like, it does happen here. Yeah. But it doesn't happen to the extent that it's been happening all around the country mm-hmm. in the last year. I mean, in the last century, but like in the last year that we've been exposed to it in social media. Yeah. I just, in LA, I, I felt discrimination because we work in a very white space. Yeah. Right? Hollywood is very white. Right? Oh, yeah. Yes, you guys see like Real Housewives of Atlanta or Love and Hip Hop and this and that, and that's black. No. But most of LA, most of Hollywood is white. It's basic white too. Yeah, it's because basic it's white. it's commercial. Mm-hmm. Everything is commercial here, so you gotta have that basic commercial look because we're selling deodorant, listerine. We're <laughs> selling like the girls need Dove, so yeah. we can't have you looking too crazy. Yeah, very basic. Yeah, so we like I I don't I I can't speak for you, but for me like I definitely have walked into spaces and felt discriminated as a Latina, like oh, for I, sure. Amen. And I like let that. Let me just tell you that my I voice that changes yeah. and it like becomes really no, it really just stops and it like oh my gosh, yeah. So what can I do for That's you? Sh- Oh, you want that smoky eye with a wing? No. Liner and like, let me tell you something. I got you, girl. I eat that heat. <laughs> I, I eat that heat up. I I eat that. I love being in those spaces because I know I am five eleven. I carry a presence. When oh, you can't come in here telling me you about to intimidate me because I'm about to whip that hair up. Oh. Just to give you that presence of like. <sighs> Yeah. Oh, I want to call her, yeah. but I don't even like her. Ah! She's got the sauce. She's got the sauce. Yeah. Like, for example, we did, last year, we did the, who's now girlfriend of, uh, what's the guy from Amazon, the owner? Oh, um, Jeff Bezos? Yeah. yeah. We were in his house. Yeah. And I had no idea yeah. that we were in his house because I didn't know the drama. I didn't know that that was his girlfriend. Oh, yeah, we did. Yes. Do we did do her hair. We I, well, I did her makeup. You did her hair. I did her hair. Are we supposed to be talking about this? Like, okay, I don't care. Right. <laughs> because you're right. And we were both like, yo, this is, this is, um, this is, she's all over the news. Yeah. This is hot. This is heavy. She was the girl that he, like, ended up divorcing. The anger. Which at, the, at the end of the day, dude, I wish I was the ex-wife. She took half of everything. Yeah, she did. I, please. Please let's rerun it, and I'll be the wife this time. <laughs> okay, so sorry, boy. Are you? Can you be married to somebody who has that type of amount of wealth, like in what it comes with? Because I know, like, having that much money comes with a level of like social responsibility that mm-hmm. I have never seen before. I can't even keep up with like three dinners in a week. Yeah. For a bunch of like, what type of lifestyle does that carry? being married to Jeff Bezos. I think you just have staff around you that help you get to those dinners and you have a chauffeur and you have a chef. And <laughs> Ronnie have, said, I want to be here. Uh, yeah. No, guys, I'm like happily married. Oh, yeah, um, no. But, but. We, we don't mean it. We don't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, you guys. But what I'm saying, what were we saying? Oh, 
yeah, how just, we do walk into spaces yeah. and get discriminated based on the color of our skin, for sure. But I still don't think that it's enough to say that I understand the discrimination going on around the world. So when they talk about having a safety plan, yeah, I can't relate because I don't feel like I'm in danger. Yeah. And maybe that's unrealistic for me. I think... Okay, so I know the environment we're in because it's like I don't know how to put it because it's like dudes is already getting shot yeah but I've never had the presence of having the KKK drive down my street no so well I mean kind of but <laughs> um I'm talking close you know yeah. it's a different type of it's, it's just a different type of um more in your face to me yeah type of racism uh-huh. that people deal with that uh-huh. us in Cali are shielded from. Yeah. And that's really, that's the surrounding thought. That's what it is. Cause it's like, it's here, but in the South, it's a different type of in your face. Yeah. Like it's a different type of that in work hit different when yeah. you in the South. Yeah. It just does that. A lot of people in Cali have never experienced that level of heightened racism. No. And right now people in those States are trying to let us know that this is the wave that's coming. Yeah. That if it's not just us here, don't be naive. It's coming and it's already here. It's just people are going to be much more bold. Yeah. And that, that, that part is scary. Cause when you think about it, like, I know we're talking about like Los Angeles in general, but when you think of Orange County, mm-hmm. um, it's a Republican city. Yeah. And definitely, for example, when uh, Chet came to propose to me last year, he took me to a resort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because when stop, I got engaged, stop, stop, stop. Um, she hates when I do this. When, like, when I got engaged, <laughs> he proposed at a resort. Yeah. And, and he did it out like in Newport and mm-hmm. in the OC, right? And I don't think he realized, mind you guys, my husband's black, so um, I don't think he realized, because he doesn't know Cali that yeah, well, he, Yeah, he's not from here, um, yeah. That where he was going was a very white space. And, yeah. and he works in a very white space, so I don't think like it really hit him until we were, actually, at the resort, at the pool, and he was the only black person there. They be like that. And I was like, do you see what we talk about, baby, when we talk about the OC being, like, a Republican city? Like, yeah. do you understand that now? He's like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I... And do you think that, like, he did that because he didn't think that it was... The tone really wasn't going to be here coming from a different state? Yeah. Like, thinking, like, California is just easy-peasy? Yeah. 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 But he also felt like... You know, like they, and, and he's explained to me, you know, obviously, and you can relate, like the black experience is so much different than oh, yeah. any other race. I don't care what you say. Like, yes, Latinos get it bad too, but like when you walk in as a black man or as a black woman, the energy is just different. Because, you know, when other people view black people, they already view black people as less than. They mm-hmm. already try and utilize so many stereotypes that mm-hmm. are not true mm-hmm. to demean. But then at the same time, it's like black people are also carrying whatever frustration you had back in 1970, whatever, when this black person cut you off and you're still using that as a reason Ooh. to be hatred, hateful. Yeah. Like that type of unnecessary shit. So, yeah, it, it, the black experience is, a, is another type. And it's even our lifestyle, just yeah. having conversations with our siblings. Yeah. Like my brother and I were talking 
and we were just having even having being black in America but having black siblings like having like a black a young black brother or mm-hmm. an uncle but mainly a younger brother mm-hmm. entirely different experience of trying to allow them to be free and be men but also learn how to navigate through this world that you don't want to tell them that to be scared of but you want them to be aware yeah you want them to be able to live their life but don't do this yeah and I've had to hold back on that narrative and just allow him to understand like this is what's happening I trust that you will make the right decision Mm -hmm. don't let your anger get beside you because you know this is the narrative just keeping that open mind but yeah the black experience we could talk about that all damn day (laughs) because you know it's just and it is is real though it is is real though because even like um even like checking my own race when it comes to the black experience sometimes I am embarrassed, honestly, at the the pre-notions and judgments that some Latinos have about black people. And it comes, honestly, from our own countries. Like, for example, like, my family's from Honduras. And in Honduras, there's a lot of black people because, Mm. you know, if you know your history, like, when um, there were weak slaves coming from you know from africa Mm -hmm. and they couldn't and they couldn't take the load anymore and these men or women weren't pushing anymore to keep the boats moving they would leave them in central america or just drop them off on the boat yeah yeah and and thank god like a lot of them survived and made their own way so when you go to somewhere like honduras it's like one side of the country is like brown and light-skinned and then the other side yeah. is hella black and speak but that's speak kind of, Spanish, yeah, yeah. That's just that hella color. And you see, but you see the divide within the country, you know? Oh, yeah, because that and European takeover. Exactly. And then they bring it here, right? Yeah. And they may not even realize that they're coming with that. Yeah. And so it's just embarrassing, honestly, for me sometimes to see, like, my own raza really coming for another community of color when we are looked down upon too like yeah let's but not forget the thing is it's like if you are trying to aspire to because we're everything is ruled by white supremacy everything everything but if you are aspiring to be that and if you've been sold the narrative that if you do this mm-hmm. you will be that mm-hmm. everybody who comes to the states every race has quickly caught on to it don't fuck with black people. Mm-hmm. That's been the narrative that people have every time they hit the soil. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, actually, if I want to be over there, I really can't be over here. I can't even associate. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's, not, that's not what it is. Yeah. It gets frustrating. I mean, it is frustrating. Yeah. 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 But yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> we can talk about we can talk about next thing you know, this turns into a whole different situation. Uh, like inauguration. That's ina- <laughs> right. Inauguration. God dang it. That's you know? coming up. That's coming up. I mean, like, it's like a remix of things. Cause it's like, you know, you just need those conversations. That's yeah. what this is for. You know, yeah. it's that catch up because it's so much happening at one time mm-hmm. where it's like, I need to get this out. Just basic conversation. Yeah basic conversation of realizing that I too, you too see that this is some bullshit, right? There's some bullshit. Right, right. Yeah. So I am not the only one that sees it. And it's it. emotional. Like, so many of my friends, 
uh, watching what happened last week at the Capitol, so many of my friends were literally sobbing emotionally. It didn't really um, hit me that way. I was really upset. I yeah. was really upset that they could get away with it and that there was no, uh, at the time, there was, it didn't seem like there was arrests being made when there should have been. Yeah. It just seemed so delayed, and they got away with things that someone who was brown or black would have never got away with, But so right? you can't let your frustration get... Because it's like, this is what we've been talking yeah. about this entire time. Yeah. It's just now you see it on the front screen. Now it, now you can't question if anybody comes up to me and yeah. I write, like they don't get what the fuck white privilege is. Yeah. You need to go back under the rock that you were at. Ooh. Like, how dare? It's clear and it's just, this is the truth that we've spoken about this whole time. Yeah. It's just now we get to see it in plain sight. You can't even let yourself get too frustrated and and feel like, I can't believe that this happened. The writing's been on the wall. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. But But that just goes back to say, like, so many people right now, the beginning of 2021, yeah. has taken an emotional turn for them because yeah. um, not only are they dealing with their own bullshit, maybe their jobs are not back, maybe mm-hmm. they're not back in the space they thought they'd be by this point. We um, are, yeah, oh. They haven't paid their rent. Like, yeah. I know a lot of people who yeah, still Los haven't Angeles. paid their rent. Yeah, and are just living with that anxiety of not being able to pay your bills on time, not getting not being able to get a job, like and feeling like they're there based off something that they did and they didn't. It's mm-hmm. like it's one thing to be in this position right now for a lot of um stylists, makeup artists, hairstylists who are not moving around. It's one thing to be there because you aren't handling your own business, but to be here at no fault of your own yeah. and still feel like you have to maintain something that really isn't helping you is frustrating. Yes, it it's, is. It's frustrating. And if you just feel like, well, damn, like, I'm trying. I'm not here because I want to be here. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's true. If I could do what I normally do, I would. Yeah. But this whole system is making me feel like I'm here because I did something wrong. Yep. I, it, it, to your point, I think I told you last week, I was like, I didn't choose to be on unemployment. Yeah. I didn't choose to apply for unemployment. I didn't choose to not work. Like, yeah. at this point, in January, for our industry, we would be so busy right yeah. now. You know what I mean? Award season. Yeah. Like, that's, when I'm seeing the seasons, and it's like, bigger picture. Mm-hmm. But just what we do. And although we're attacking new things, it's just, that's what we do. Yeah. You know, I still, I still look forward to a good Grammy. So it's like, you know, to see it get canceled and get pushed back, it's like, dang. Like, yeah, okay. it's like, a, it hurts. It I hurts. Had, I had a, I had been presented with a certain gig, I'm not going to mention it, because it hasn't aired yet, but I was looking forward to it, and it seemed like I was really unhappy, and then last minute, they were like, we didn't get the permit, so you can't come on, no one can come on to work on the show, we're talking about a crew of about 100 people. Mm. So think about those 100 people, like, including myself. Like, what do you do when you lose a gig that's, like, a good gig? Yeah. You know? You zip back and you, like, buckle me, up. Buckle up. For me, it's like, I pray that, you know, God helps me use my savings to the best of my ability. Yeah. Reapply for unemployment and hope to God that, like, something will come of it. Has to, Mm -hmm. has to, has to, but this is a great time to build our own toolbox to figure out 
ways of how we can do stuff for ourselves. Because, like, same boat. And it's like, I've been looking at my toolkit and it's like, okay, this is the time, man. I'm stressed out. This is the time. Like, what tools do I have in my toolkit? How, how can I help myself fish? Because like you, you are just as much of a hustler as I am. And to be in this space is not a space that you have ever wanted to be in. Yeah, no. Ever. Yeah. So it's Sometimes like. Sometimes I want to start from the ground up, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, especially with this podcast and also the scripts I'm writing. I'm like, all right, God, where do you need me? Yeah. Where do you want me to go? Who do, whose door do I need to knock on? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if if what I do, which is my trade, if makeup isn't where I'm going right now because there is no work in that space, give me give me the green light in these other spaces that I'm very passionate about. And okay. let me see how this is going to come to fruition. Sidebar. Okay, well, not sidebar then. Because it's <laughs> like, how many times in this space have you had a moment of like, oh, I could do that. Oh, I could, like, that ping in your stomach of, like, that's the thing that you should do. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, like, you almost feel like the universe is just, like, here you go. You ready? I thought you was ready. I thought you, you don't want that? You, why, why you say, why you ask for it? Why would you ask for it? Why, why, why would you ask for it? Because I get that way, too. Yeah. I had a conversation with someone about two months ago about that, and it was asking... Be prepared for the blessing when you ask God for that provision, that vision, that that thing that you're looking for, whatever it may be. Be prepared when you ask God because God's going to give it to you. If that's meant for you, he's going to give it to you. So I had a friend who she, and I hope she comes on my podcast soon, but she has like a really cool makeup brand mm-hmm. that does really well in another country. Excuse our dogs, guys. You know, every time we are together, our dogs are together. So you hear Johnny Cash. So, um, I so speaking with her, I I was telling her that I was like, when you ask God for something, be prepared for Him to give it to you. Yeah. And she's like, oh my gosh, that just happened to me. I was like, well, what happened to you? She's like, I blew up on TikTok overnight. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, I had a couple thousand followers, nothing big. And I woke up the next morning to over 50,000 followers and thousands and thousands of sales. Wow. On, you know, for my brand. And I was like, what? She was like, yes, girl, overnight. And guess yeah. what? I wasn't ready. I kept asking God. To provide more sales, more clients, more exposure. But when he gave it to me, though all the women that were buying from me were white. And my brand does not cater or did not cater at that time to really light shades. Yeah. So I was getting messages from all these women telling me, hey, I want to support your brand. I want to buy from your brand. I want to buy black. Yeah. But, I, but you don't have my shade. And yeah. she's like, so... She's like, that's just the perfect example of when God gives you, when you ask God to give you something, be prepared that God's going to give you that. Yeah. And when, and when he gives it to you, are you ready to receive it? That's the core of it all. Like just, <laughs> uh, you know, get past anxiety because it's really just you. Yep. It's you like have- do the work, be consistent, show up. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Is that is that your ending topic? Is that is that your ending? To- Are we gonna do it? What's your ending word? What's your ending word? I give think it, my give us a moment. Word is. Can I get two? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get two? Consistently tenacious. Oh. Ooh. Okay. 
That's my ending word. I'm ending actually word. Writing that down. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't think I have an ending word, but more of just you know, it's a very lonely space. We hear it a lot of you know building ourselves and in the process of building ourselves we're also working through whatever personal trauma we have whatever issues we're all riding a roller coaster right now it's not odd for you to feel like you want to take a break it's not odd for you to feel like you're just like this isn't a moment for me you got to go back and forth to the drawing board as much as you can so listening right now i'm pretty sure you've like you've been on the roller coaster this entire time for the last 45 minutes of listening us go all over the place but that's what these conversations are about (laughs) we're getting together we're all over the place this is our moment of catching up we want you guys to catch up with us so you can follow me on uh, my favorite person 2.0 on instagram bonnie you can follow us at bella chingona bella y chingona so i'm gonna spell that out for my girls don't speak spanish it's b-e-l-l-a-y-c-h-i-n-g-o-n-a okay hello and make sure you like and subscribe both podcasts you know follow us on instagram you know engage and if you want to be a part of the conversation reach out to us you know we are looking for guests all the time if you have a story if you just want to talk if you have something to share and you want us to share it you know, through our platforms, we are more than happy to bring you on and have a great time. Hello. So, yeah. Okay. Well, till next time. Bye.